What is up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? My name is Jade. Hopefully you can hear me because I've been working on some things with my setup. I'm joined today, as always, on the Wednesday, the epic Wednesday podcast by my good friend and collaborator, Simon Anderson. Simon, what's the latest? I am slightly irked out of uh, my skin at the moment because of the Auckland traffic. Gosh, it sounds so basic. You know, <laughs> and, and Auckland are complaining about the traffic, but I live, uh, you know, at, uh, at an empty roads pace, less than five minutes away from uh, work, but took me close to 45 minutes to get home, and that's just not acceptable for me. So... Uh, that's how I'm feeling like right now but excuse me while I deal with the dog I don't know if you could pick that up but um, a little bit but he's cool yeah. he's cool but uh, <laughs> my, my day's been alright got up super early to go surfing so can't complain too much surfing before work Mr. Anderson my goodness yeah. me so what time yeah. was that I woke up at like 5 and then got to the beach just after 6 pretty nice sun right. gets up super early the, the, uh, these days eh? i thought i'd be like there as the sun was coming up but it was you know in the sky before i even got to the beach um i'd hate to say it but you know complaining about the traffic waking up early you're starting to sound like a middle-aged white man <laughs> I, I, look, I look like one don't i uh, yeah nah that was just a cheap shot but simon I can relate because where was I? I was headed out to Pakaranga for a um, house viewing. Uh, I'm looking at moving out of my dinky oh, nice. little apartment here out there. Um, would you believe it that one of my main cons of taking the house, because it's actually fully accessible, it was a, it's actually currently owned, so it's a rental, currently owned by a disabled person. So they get it, turning circles in the house, amazing, uh, all kinds of different features that you wouldn't see in a house. He's obviously put in because he owns it and he, you know, is very proud of the place. The one con, the one reason why I'm probably not going to go for it was his cable management for, for running data through the house or lack of. So he's got the fiber box sticking next to the wall in the lounge and there's no other interconnectivity and i thought well i could like pay, i could like pay for that because i need it as like a content creator and with the different things i do and particularly because i'm picking up more website uh contracts as of late i need like stable interconnectivity but he's just not going to be able to deliver for me. And I, and I wanted to maybe reflect that in the chat, maybe to yourself, Simon, before the question of the day. Do you think that's a reasonable reason to turn down a fully accessible house? Uh, absolutely. I am <laughs> a brand new home. This house I'm in right now, I'm the first person <laughs> to live in it, right? Straight into a rental. Guess where the only Ethernet port is? In the kitchen? It's in the kitchen downstairs. It <laughs> blows my mind. So we have to put our router right... 
Hello, Henna from from the distance. Yeah, Henna's yeah. also in the kitchen. She wanted everybody to know she's in the kitchen. And no I was sex, going... no sex yeah. intended. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I had to catch myself without me before making that joke. But who wants their router in the kitchen? Who wants their router in the kitchen? <sighs> I don't and know, who, bro. Who doesn't want you, you know Ethernet ports in every room? There's an <laughs> office. Like there's three and a half bedrooms in this place. It's an office. You couldn't put a bed in there. No Ethernet ports. You, you so can, I yeah. You can't even make the case for cost of cabling because sure, it's it's a couple of hundred dollars per 10 meters i think for cat 5 you you know See, cat 5 right standard yes, as cable this, this is it right here yeah. in my screen this i have a 30 meter cable because i'm the first place i lived in i um, <laughs> had to i had to i had to run it through the window up it was in the lounge i had to run it out the window and then down back into my room downstairs cuz you know i needed the uh a wide connection so i could play playstation and video games and stuff but so i've got a um a wi-fi repeater plugged into the wall behind my bed and then it, that cable that runs the length of my room <laughs> just to make sure my internet's as stable as possible but well without a word of a lie simon you know as i was doing the viewing as accessible as it was as interesting as it was a very immaculate house i mean it's not brand new it's not a new build but very immaculate. Obviously, the owners are very proud of it. I can't work as a content creator without Ethernet, man. So I was just like, one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to whine about it, and you're going to put it in, which is highly unlikely. Or two, I'm going to give in and pay for it, and then you've got several thousand dollars worth of upgrades to your house, which doesn't seem practical for me practical for well, him but not for me uh I, yeah before i reply i just want to say hello to runner 0502 <laughs> what's up main um main or woman um nice to have you uh there is like a, a, a an avenue for recuperating costs for investment in a property so like if you landscape like if we put in heaps of trees and stuff in in the backyard we can we can ask the landlord to reimburse those costs so it's the same thing like if you tell the guy, if you told the guy, hey, I'm gonna run Ethernet cables through <laughs> to every every room in this house and put in Ethernet ports in the wall, and then you just give them the bill afterwards and say, here, here's the here's the bill, they they'll, they'll have to pay you. Oh, it'll be on agreement though, because he'd say, nah, you, you know, mm. potentially, and I don't want to be <laughs> stuck with that. But Simon, thank you for that, and maybe after. Uh, the stream, I can get whatever links or references you have in regards to that. Have you done stuff like that before? I no, I had a look at it. I had to see if, yeah. um, if it was worth it. But yeah, no, the tenancy website ten uh, has um, some really good information. Awesome. And stuff like that, yeah. So we started late. We need to get the show on the road. Um, as we always do here at the Wednesday Podcast Runner 0502. You won't know this. Uh, but we always start with a question of the day just to get us in the mood, get us in the vibe of exploring potentially deep issues. And Simon, the question of the day today is, if Jesus was to reappear, and I chose that word on purpose, if Jesus was to reappear on his birthday, would he feel that people understood him? 
if Jesus was to reappear on his birthday, would people feel, would he feel that people understood him? And and mm. obviously we're moving into Christmas, regard, regardless of your religious orientation, we all know um, what uh, Christmas is meant to represent. Simon, if Jesus was to reappear on his birthday, would he feel that people understood him? Hmm, I wonder. Uh, I don't know if I understand Jesus enough <laughs> to, to have like a a really strong point on this question, but I really like it. Is is Jesus' birthday <laughs> Easter? Is, Je- is Jesus' birthday Easter Monday technically? Because that's when he came back last. I don't think came back counts. I think I think it is when you're born. <laughs> All right. Um. And so I, so Jesus' birthday, I'm assuming is well. It's celebrated on the 25th of December, right? Yep. I, I wasn't there, so so I'll, I'll just take it from the book that he was born on that day. Hmm. Yeah, no, I wish I, I wish I kind of understood some of the the, the um, messages that Jesus was preaching back in the day, but I, I know well, he was I all about, like, love and context, compassion. I suppose if you yeah. want a context for the question of the day, it's more, so Christmas... As it is, if you look around your community, if you look around your social media, your general media, how Christmas is portrayed, would Jesus look around, walk around, walk down the road and feel that people understood him based on how we represent Christmas? I would uh, wholeheartedly say no uh, based (laughs) on... uh, if I if I look at it from, I would think Jesus would understand me, or I would think that Jesus would think that I understood him, even though I'd never really researched a lot of what he's preaching or he preached. Sorry, um, I would feel like I'm pretty close to the mark. And then if I broadened it to like my family, I'd say kind of close. We're a little bit like, well, um, not me specifically, but my family's a little mm-hmm. bit atheist in that we didn't really. We weren't sure. really raised with any sort of religion, um, but we don't have a really big importance on celebrating gifts. We really understand that it's about spending time as a family just to hang out and reconnect and, and like you know show love for each other. It's not about getting lots of gifts. Um, that and then cool, if you, but yeah. If, yeah, it is. I I never take that for uh, for granted. But if I broaden it, you know, to society, if what I see on social media, what I see in my community, what I see. Um, in the country and around the world, it's so commercialized. Like you, mm. you. The 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 biggest example, like the most obvious example, is the Christmas theme songs that start in all the stores more than a month out from the actual day. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. Any any sort of item like that is remotely Christmas related is commercialized, commoditized and sold and mass produced. Like, and then every single business uses the Christmas angle, has a Christmas themed, you know, drink, Christmas themed food, Christmas themed deal. Every single mode of like capitalism uses Christmas to increase their sales. And it's definitely not what Jesus was all about. Mm. So, for me, it's about who is Christmas really for anymore. Now, 
I promise you, Simon, I'm not trying to get religious on the Epic Wednesday podcast, but who's it really for? Like, leaning into the points that you raised around the desperate commercialism. Like, I, I, I don't like it. And, and like, kids... Kids are so savvy now that advertising doesn't work. You, you know, they, they look for influencer content in terms of people they really respect using things. They look at their friends who might use certain products. I don't think saying this is a, an amazing Christmas gift genuinely makes a difference. I, I don't know if I'm sounding like an old black man now, but I just don't... I just don't feel that advertising works in the same way that it used to because there was there was a sense of naivety in the world uh, before the internet really peaked. I mean, it's obviously peaked and we've gone beyond that. So people have their own ways of getting information about products they want. Does that make sense? That, that's my yeah, real no, issue totally with agree. Christmas. Yeah. I totally agree on the fact that yeah traditional media channels don't work anymore i remember you know you'd get like the you'd get the christmas mailers from all the businesses in the in the paper and you'd like flick through it i used to like circle (laughs) used to circle the items in the mailer and be like this is what i want for christmas or you know you'd see it on tv and be like oh that looks awesome but then it doesn't happen anymore kids watch youtube toy reviews or they watch they don't watch vlogs and and all that kind of stuff or they you know yeah they totally don't engage with traditional media anymore in terms of what products they find attractive like it's i I guess it's kind of a good thing it is it's just that advertising's gotten smarter and smarter like they use the example of like advertising and uh news media you know like they they couldn't um, just put ads around online news because people had ad blocks, so they had to get really smart and start making ads as like opinion pieces. You know what I mean? Or they disguise like an ad for like a skewed product. <laughs> I have as, noticed like, that, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you yeah you've just they've just gone like sneakier. So even though the traditional method isn't as you know effective, I'm sure I'm sure they're still making the most of what the kids are, are consuming these days. Like kids YouTube, I've got no idea what that looks like. I can't. I've just got to imagine that every ad is full of just rubbish for Christmas time. I know lots about it, and there was um. Would you believe that YouTube kids for a while, I think over the period of a year, was being used for pedophilia rings, and they were they were somehow getting sexual content past the algorithm. Um, Full disclosure, my, my daughter, as her primary content space, was using uh, YouTube Kids. I'm confident that she never saw any of that content because she always watched under supervision. I'm not the type of dad um, to, to let my daughter watch content alone, but Simon can attest to the fact that I may be guilty of allowing who to have it at the dinner table so that she'll behave. Something we do need to work on. Uh, I'll just wear that on my sleeve. But, um, yeah, YouTube Kids isn't squeaky clean, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember when that was a massive deal, bro. There was, like, yeah, somehow they were just, um, 
they'd figured out what the the um yeah the the abuse filters or whatever we're, we're looking mm. for and like yeah there would just be these videos of like pepper pig or whatever and then halfway through it would turn into who knows what sort of um horrible right, content yeah yeah so with pepper pig in mind and jesus thoroughly considered here on the epic wednesday podcast uh simon i'll throw to you and i've got queued up uh the first page which is from the cyber security infrastructure security agency so i'll throw to you and you can introduce the first piece yeah well why not i just want to know uh yes or no if jesus were to reappear on his birthday would he think that he was understood you don't have to go long until you answer me yeah no 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 i agree with you and i'm cool I'm glad we're on the same page. I think he would just look around and be like, you know, are you guys all good? Because yeah. I, I died for you fellas, and this is yeah. what you do with my birthday? Mm. Random side note, I told my one of my friends, like, it was maybe a few months ago, <laughs> we are talking about it, I was like, you know Jesus was a real dude, right? And he's like, what? <laughs> like a lot of a lot of people just think that Jesus was like this made up fairy tale character. Like obviously a lot of the stuff that's reported that he achieved in the books potentially could be um hyperbolized or false, but the dude existed. Like Jesus was a real person. Nobody is gonna dispute that. Yeah. Not not to get too deep, but Jesus is actually mentioned in the Quran. Yes. Yeah, so he definitely existed. I, I don't know what he did or whether he had magical powers or whether he was just a time traveler that misplaced or who his dad is. <laughs> <laughs> a time traveler that misplaced his skiing gear and like people thought he was walking on water, you know. Um I don't know man. But but religion aside, we have to acknowledge what Christmas is meant to represent I'm not sure that whoever he is, Jesus, we call him, I don't think he would be overly happy. No, not at all. But shall we, um, you, you know, have perform one of the worst segues in history? <laughs> We're good at that. Yeah. We're we really good We're... at that. So I'm going to click the button now. And over to you, Simon. I've even put your camera there rather than mine. Oh, look at that. Yep. Love it. Okay, so we're on the website of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency uh, of the United States government. Um, so they're just, I guess, the uh, organization that's in charge of assessing security and infrastructure threats and making sure government agencies are safe. Uh, and the title says, CISA issues emergency directive to mitigate the compromise of SolarWinds Orion network management products. So... What that means is that this product by uh, Orion called SolarWinds uh, was compromised by uh, malicious hackers from uh, some other country that they haven't been able to uh, confirm yet. People are saying Russia, some people are saying China. Could potentially be both, who knows. But um, but yeah, so what is the, the body says... Um, uh, they've issued an emergency directive in response to a known compromise involving SolarWinds Orion products that are currently being exploited by malicious actors. 
Uh, the directive calls on federal agencies to review their networks for indicators of compromise and disconnect or power down SolarWinds Orion products immediately. So that sounds pretty serious. It gets even more serious when you realize that every single agency of the United States government all the way up to the executive um, supporting the president uses this network management tool. So what it does is a tool that allows you to manage vast and complicated networks. It doesn't actually do much itself. It's more of just like a monitoring and status and um, admin tool. There's not much power in it. It's just that it's a it's a good sort of tool to link in all of your servers and, and your network nodes. So it's um, like a dashboard kind of essentially software. yeah like, like you would have social media uh software that would pull in all your services as, as opposed to just one like yeah it's like of? hootsuite well, yeah, yeah kind of like hootsuite i'm getting I'm guessing yeah. That's, yeah so i would like to pivot to the twitter thread and just kind of go through um this summary from a twitter user about why this is so serious and and what's happened already ahead of you so I've... Yeah. Cool. So we'll, we'll if go we to can the go. Top. Yep. <laughs> yep. Sorry. No worries. I'll just wait for you to be ready. Yeah. And um, yeah. All right. So the first uh, thread reply. So the second one. Okay. The maker of the software that is used in the highest echelons of government, including the White House and NSA, was compromised by attackers who slipped malicious code into the software maker's trusted code without the software maker knowing it and the code got distributed to its customers, right? The customers being all of these United States government agencies. Uh-huh. That malicious code, so the next bullet point, that malicious code, once it infected systems, opened a backdoor into those systems and contacted the hackers to let them know the door was open for them to surreptitiously enter those systems and begin stealing data on those networks. Now, here's the worst and scariest bit. The hackers did this back in March march we're in december Whoa. right march april may june july september october november <laughs> yeah. right that's a lot of months to be scraping data and personal information and and transactions and communications and all of that so they were scraping for sale on the dark web is is that what we learned they're what sorry were they scraping for sale on the dark web uh, who knows? It could be government-sponsored, so it could be other uh, government agencies trying to get dirt on the oh, U.S. to try and. Wow. The leading theory is that it's like China or Russia trying to get dirt on politicians and um, and officials, so they can like lean on them and get them to to implement policy or to do things that favor um, you know these other countries and not the states so yeah that's what they think is that they're trying to go for people and then try and uh strong arm them in any way they can but yeah wow. so this means they have been inside the government systems all these months stealing data and spying on government workers without anyone knowing until now they also infected telecoms and other company networks um so yeah it lists a couple of the customers so you don't need to open the image i'll just read it out more than 425 of the u.s fortune 500 microsoft google apple <laughs> oracle all of those massive companies in the u.s fortune 500 most likely compromised all 
10 of the top 10 US telecommunications companies, Verizon, AT&T, uh, all of the others that I don't know, five, all five branches of the military, Pentagon, State Department, NASA, NSA, the Postal Service, Department of Justice, the Office of the President of the United States, um, all five of the top five US accounting firms and hundreds of universities and colleges worldwide. So the colleges and stuff makes me think they're going after IP as well, right? All the research. And that kind of leans me towards what China does because China doesn't do anything for themselves. They just steal and recreate. It's like a massive thing. <laughs> That's no, a big statement there, Simon. Uh, no, but it's, it's my rebuttal would like, be where do we get tea from exactly yeah <laughs> but no, nobody's hacking into a chinese company and stealing how they make tea leaves but <laughs> no, it's like a massive issue with u.s companies is that they'll get chinese people or government or organizations hacking into their systems and stealing their ip and sending it back to china and recreating apps and products and all sorts my goodness yeah um yeah, so if you if you um, if you scroll down a little bit, there's like a, a comment from somebody who says, "What does the software actually do?" And the thread owner replies, "It's used to remotely monitor and manage servers, routers, switches on a network. It can also be used to change configuration of those systems, but its function is only partly important. Once attackers use it to get inside the network, they can pivot to other systems to do other things, right? So it's not like you can actually do much with hacking the solar winds." But what it did is that it allowed them to then access the applications and tools that the solar winds was managing whereabouts right. is that i'm a little bit lost where you are now um so it depends on what comments are showing up for you so if you scroll up keep going up to when the thread pretty much stops keep going up keep going up keep going up keep going up oh okay so you you know you're not getting the same comment that i am okay it's a, yeah, so I've, I guess Twitter's serving up different comments to you than to me. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. I mean, yeah, there, it's just to just to kind of solidify the explanation of what solar winds is and why it's so bad. So, I mean, it doesn't really seem like this has made a lot of news. Um, you know, doesn't it seem like every single part of the US government is now compromised? Eight months of data scraping eight months of monitoring communications you know like stealing information there's probably some really juicy stuff in their hands whoever's got all of this it seems like a lot and i and i sort of feel like why why hasn't this been reported yet why do you think it is um i guess maybe to kind of not alarm everybody like i guess if the general american population we're, we're getting told quite frequently or seeing a lot of reporting on the fact that every part of their government and every massive business um in the country has been hacked they'd probably freak out a little bit and it probably wouldn't do so good with the whole election issue at the moment oh yeah by the way the dominion voting system that a lot of the uh, ballots systems used to cast your boat is used um uses solar winds so you know there's a potential avenue there to um just to just to, to say that the the um the vote wasn't secure because it could potentially could have been compromised 
back in March, you know. Potentially, are you kidding me? Trump Trump was winning, and then all these mail-in votes started flooding in from dead people and animals. Like, I, I don't care what you say, man. Like, that, that election was so rigged. And, yeah, solar winds would just be a part of it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, uh, the footage that I saw... Uh, on social media was like the uh, Republican vote or the count what the counter watchers or whatever they you know people that watch the people voting were told to go home and then these people came in at like 11 o'clock at night and pulled out suitcases from under the table and like continued to count votes and it's like that kind of stuff was caught on CCTV it's like what what was missed what what didn't we see yeah they uh, I heard reports that um, during the vote count, you're meant to have supervisors. And I, hmm. I don't know, it's very similar in New Zealand. I don't know if when you went, you recognised that there was someone from an actual political party that sat still, like they weren't allowed to engage or promote or like campaign in any way their, their function was to sit still and observe that um, election officials were behaving in accordance with the law and apparently in the states uh, that just wasn't happening at all so no, maybe they blamed COVID on it or something like that hate to have minimal people in rooms who knows but... <laughs> yeah wouldn't you love that but I'd hate to see that go down here, you, you know. Um, I will say that I'm not convinced that the epically strong mandate that Labour has is really going to mean anything. They're, they're, they seem to be quite soft on the big issues. And in coming episodes uh, for us, I'm sure we'll dig into those as policy gets released in the new year. Uh, system transformation notwithstanding, of course. Um, but yeah, um, I, I see this as a real concern. It, it actually mm. makes me sick to think this has happened. Like, these people have brought it to light. You've brought it to light, Simon. Um, I'm beside myself that, that this isn't more widely out there. And I, I guess this is one of the really great things about indep independent media like ours. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, if only we actually had a, enough of a a viewership to uh, in the states to affect some sort of change. But we'll I mean, get there, Simon. As as, we'll get yeah, there. Have faith. Exactly. What were you going to say? Sorry. No, I'm. I'm just actually just kind of looking through Twitter to see if I can pick up any more um, interesting takes uh, from some of the people I follow. But no, just kind of scrolling through nonsense at this point. I guess the takeaway from this is um, if the United States government are that vulnerable that they can be exposed, like their whole government, every part of it and every single major business in the States got compromised and it was unknown for eight months, you can pretty much safely assume that everything about you on the internet is freely available to whoever wants it and that our own government 
is probably in the same situation, compromised, and they don't even know it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the way I look at New Zealand's level of innovation technology is by looking at our trains. Our trains still have wheels on them, mate. <laughs> we're, we're probably one of the only countries in the world left, bar Australia, um, and even they're moving a bit faster than us that actually have wheels on. So, so that that's my... That's my measure of innovation in the technology space. Sure, we do well in medical fields, we do well in the movies, but the movies should not be a marker of excellence uh, no. for, for a country. We talk about Weta, and I like Weta, they do good shit. Um, and we've had some pretty cutting-edge movies made here. But as a country, I do worry technology-wise... Simon, to your very point that we are completely uh, compromised and we Jacinda wouldn't want to hurt her um, near-perfect image by having to announce something like that. But we'll see if she actually uh, gets some guts and actually does. I mean, no doubt that this um, notice issued by the government of the States, um, our own sort of government um, security agency would have known about this because they're Five Eyes partners before it was publicized and would have probably immediately started looking um, for their own vulnerabilities. But it, I did just remember while you're talking, remember there was like this really significant sustained attack on our um, NZX, NZSX50, like our um, stock market. And no one, no one actually, no one could figure out who it was or why it was happening. It's just that our stock market wasn't trading for days because they, they got hacked. And um, I read the article recently because they just released the report into um, the the hack and what they could find. And they said that it was like one of the uh, most comprehensive and sustained hack any sort of financial marketing, financial uh, management system had ever seen. Like no, no other system. They said there was nothing that they could have done to reasonably prepare for that sort of attack. Maybe do, it's linked. Maybe. Do you know, know if money was pulled off? Like, were there, were there tangible effects? I've got no clue. I, I didn't read anything about actual losses in terms of money. Uh, it, it, just, it just seems like they were after data. Okay. It seems a little bit obvious, uh, like too easy to, to hack into like a, a financial market system and um, move money around because they can follow it it would it'd be really hard for you to move money out of the markets and into somewhere where no one could reach it so they just switzerland cayman islands mm -hmm. boom money's mm -hmm. gone yeah just like that don't ask me how i know that maybe i watch too many movies but i mm -hmm. i happen to understand that you don't need to use any level of uh personal information on a swiss bank account you're just given a bank account number, and if you lose that number, you you lose your money. But I, but I guess that comes with the anonymity of it. Mm. I am a fan of the um, the Ozarks on Netflix, so I do know a little bit about money laundering, <laughs> moving money around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to to my my little. My little piece, Simon, I, I suppose another 
sort of conversation I, wa I want to have is it's not unfamiliar for small to medium enterprises like like the ones we've both worked in to use third-party modules so I, I would not at all suggest that this issue was limited to Fortune 500 companies and the military. It's common practice for lots of reasons for businesses to license third-party products. Um, and like, like for example, Zero is a third-party product. And if you install a plugin on your computer that interacts with Zero, Zero gets compromised. You get compromised. All of a sudden, it's very easy to see. Uh, Kurt, I don't even know how to say that. Bra Brame. Brame. Kurt Brame. Sorry, my apologies. No worries. I'm I'm black, so I'm bad at English. <laughs> right he is too i mean he's not black but he's just bad at english yeah um welcome to the chat kurt appreciate having you along what do you think about that though simon the fact that uh third party modules are very commonplace for all sizes of business businesses yeah i mean like well i there's not many applications that my business uses that we built you know a lot yeah, of it is well, well exactly yeah uh it's, it's actually something we've done in the last um six months maybe 12 months i'm not sure um but we we uh commissioned like this white hat white hat agency to basically just attack us from all sides um and give us a report based on uh, what they could find and and so they do like a they do like a an overview of um your systems of what they can find quickly and they say oh here's some really urgent stuff that you need to fix straight away and then they basically just do like a, a really in-depth systematic um attack from all angles uh and then i know that we've also recently um engaged in like a, a phishing campaign for our staff as well to kind of uh you know make them aware and keep them on their toes and it actually caught a few people it was um it was quite funny they uh they 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 miss they and they must have bought a domain like really similar so it was one letter different to our actual domain and they had an email from it at our at the domain they'd bought um and so and it's they'd stolen somebody's signature i don't know how they'd gotten it from somebody's email they'd stolen the signature and it was an email from it saying uh uh website update um happening tomorrow please log in and update your credentials before this date and they'd had the link uh you know it, it said log into portal and if you'd hovered over the url it obviously wasn't to our website it was just something that they'd built and reconstructed to look exactly like it there's like fishing eight, yeah eight people eight people put in their credentials into the system uh, so lucky that it was actually just uh you know a company that we'd asked to do this on behalf of us instead of an actual malicious person oh wait so the the company set up the fish yeah 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 so yeah so my boss who's also like the head of it he contacted this agency to say hey can you run a phishing scab against us and 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 see if we catch yeah. anybody and so yeah wow that's amazing so mm. unfortunately they did but i'm sure mm. you've got some 
really meaningful insights on how to close the gaps. Yeah, well, the evidence, it's just evidence of the need for two-factor authentication. It's like the only system we use that doesn't have two-factor authentication. It's also a client system as well. So, I mean, that's probably been the hesitation from us not having 2FA on it already. Because it's client facing. Would... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at alternatives that are accessible. But it's just, I mean, there's a lot of personal information in that system. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's um, it's worth protecting. But back to the point, though, you know, Simon, for all businesses, not just the one you work for, we need to be looking at the the third parties that we just trust wholeheartedly. Uh, I I raise the issue of zero, not to not to attack them. I use them personally, but but there are. They're a prominent brand that we would all consider to be a third party. Uh, there are many, there are many others out there, so it'll be worth all of us uh, taking a look at the stab stability. Now for our second worst uh, transition of the evening, <laughs> we we're gonna go from world dominating uh, cyber security issues to center. And I'm almost somewhat amazed that um, Simon allowed this to be on the run sheet this evening because it's so, like, wildly different. Um, but what we have, and I'll, and I'll move us over to uh, the article. Simon's still up there, but that's okay. Uh, we have a report from... The Daily Wire, that a young boy asked Mall Center for a Nerf gun. Center says, nope, no guns, and the boy was reduced to tears. Now, now there's an article that I can place in the chat, but I think the meat and potatoes for us this evening will be to watch the video. Uh, Simon, I know we haven't solved the audio loop, so you can watch along if that's all right. Yeah, of course, mate. Hopefully the sound's working, but we'll give it a go. If not, then I'll just have to speak to it. What do you want for Christmas? You can use something. You don't know. Have what? No, I, no, no guns. No, not even a nerve gun. No, if, you, you, if your dad wants to get it for you, that's fine, but I can't bring it to you. But what else would you like? Lots of other toys. There's Legos, bicycles, there's cars and trucks. What do you think? What do you think? It's okay if your dad... Thank <laughs> you. 
PC gone mad. What does this world come to? So, <laughs> so as I say, there's an article. Uh, happy to provide that, and it will be um, in the description of the podcast later on. Uh, I'm just trying to find my scene. Sorry, Simon. Um, but yeah, as you said, PC, PC gone wrong. I mean. The boy looked about seven. Still really impressionable. Still probably believes in Santa, obviously. Uh, the mall was obviously social distancing, so he couldn't even sit on Santa's knee, which some kids actually like to do. A lot don't. My daughter definitely doesn't like it, even though she's a little bit older now. She <laughs> still won't do it. So, so I think we've kind of missed the boat on that. Uh, probably but- a good thing, though. Sitting on a strange man's lap, yeah. Hmm. Not sitting on his lap, I mean, yeah, probably a good thing. But, but Simon, my my question here is: since when did Santa actually have a say so? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, I suppose since always he's had a naughty and nice list, right? If you're talking about Santa law, um, but where does he get his intel? That, that comes from the parents. Mm. And um, on a serious note, though, like if I was at a mall and I saw a Santa virtue signaling my kid, um, I would definitely end up on the naughty list because some shit's about to go down. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't ruin... You don't ruin a dream for a kid. Like every... I mean, it's a, it's a free win, right? Like, if you saw that happening, I'd be rubbing my hands together. All right, I've got I've got the time today, <laughs> Santa. Let's go. You know, mm. and and I mean, I I put this article up because I was thinking, you you know, it's it's a festive season. I want to preface everything I say with, you know, I'm aware that some families aren't going to have as many gifts as they want. Like, I, I get that. Uh, the kid crying, some could argue, well, why, why should you cry if you're told you're not going to get what you want? I think he's young enough where that can still apply. Um, we don't know how young he was, but would you agree or disagree, Simon, that crying was appropriate there? Uh it's like the shattering of the illusion a little bit you know what i mean like if because in his mind in this kid's mind he thinks he's talking to santa and he obviously thinks he's um deserving of a gift he doesn't think that santa's gonna you know make sure his gift is on the like the approved gifts list it's like in a kid's mind it's have i been good or not yes and then it's like okay what do i want for christmas and santa gives it to you like it's never been a thing where it's like, oh no, you can't have that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, I... It's, if, if, and especially just for this kid's situation, personal situation, if a kid is getting like taken to the mall and, you know, he's asking, what do you want for Christmas? I guess you can kind of assume that this family have some disposable income to satisfy this kid's Christmas ideas. And Nerf guns aren't expensive you know exorbitant unless you're buying like a full suite or the the latest toys oh, but 
I mean, like, I mean, in New Zealand, this kid, had, this kid had no idea that he was about to get his gift denied. Yeah, and I mean, you're quite right, Simon. In New Zealand terms, and trust me, I think I've been shopping every single day since the end of November, which sounds excessive. Uh, but a bit out shopping doesn't mean I've been purchasing, I've just been researching. Nerf guns, $40, $50 in the New Zealand context. Mm -hmm. that, that's where I'd place them. So, not an unreasonable ask. I think Centre was virtue signalling on the representation of lethal weapons. Um, I don't consider a Nerf gun to be a lethal weapon. Yes, they are shaped as a pistol or magnum in some cases or even even rifles but yeah, quite yeah. clearly colorful plastic in the same, <laughs> yeah, the, same yeah. the only way a nerf gun is lethal is if like you shoot it at some kid's face who's laughing maniacally because they're having a great time and you get it in their mouth and it lodges in their throat <laughs> and they choke on it i don't yeah. see any other way a nerf gun is even remotely lethal I can, I've been shot with a semi-auto nerf gun. I did not enjoy it, but it certainly wasn't lethal, nor did it cause me permanent injury. I, I did not enjoy the semi-auto uh, nerf gun. They, they definitely uh, make them fun to use, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to, before we wrap up, I just want to read... Uh, something on the article. Um, the mother uh, wrote on her Facebook page to say, My poor baby. This was the first year Michael was excited to go see Santa. I'm only stating the name because it's in the article. It was supposed to be magical, but instead I had watched my sweet little boy fight back tears because Santa told him no because of his own personal beliefs. I had to think fast and explain to him that this Santa was just a helper and not the real guy. I just wanted to console my baby and get him out of there. Flipping out on Santa would have only made it worse. His Alfie is going to bring him a Nerf gun directly from the North Pole from Santa tonight. So this was a couple of weeks ago when this was posted. Uh, she later edited her post to say, The Harlem Irving Plaza, so this was the more, has responded quickly and with kindness and understanding. They have a special surprise for Michael that we will share later. Also, many people have offered to send Michael a Nerf gun. His wish list has more than been fulfilled. So if you're feeling generous, please contact his mother and they are organizing a big lunch. A large Nerf and toy donation drive for children in need. We are trying to turn this unfortunate in incident into something positive and to spread cheer to children who really need it. Oh, mate. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a nice touch, I guess. But the cynic in me, right, reads the <laughs> language, the language she put in the Facebook post. Part of me feels like that kid gets, like, coddled, cuddled, coddled, coddled, coddled quite a bit. Which... And, and my experience as a parent, and granted I've only been doing it kind of eight years, <laughs> I, I, I would say, I would say that coddling your children at this age is actually developmentally appropriate. That they look, they look for reassurance, as per the gifts, in your reference to the gifts and the access to gifts. Yeah, okay, I'd accept it. That, that you shouldn't always just be like okay they didn't give it to you i'm gonna give it to you you're gonna get everything you want because you end up turning into quite the how do we say fuck boy in the future yeah, yeah i was gonna say monster <laughs> <laughs> all that much more appropriate please don't ban mm. me but simon aware of time we've come to the end of the show uh, this might be a good place to round out, so I'd welcome you for any final thoughts. Yeah, I guess just uh, recapping the stream. If Jesus were to resurrect uh, this Christmas, he would be ashamed at the rampant, and I like the way you use desperate uh, commercialization of uh, the <laughs> holiday. Yeah, every single business is looking for any avenue to market some Christmas-themed <laughs> good. Um, everybody's turned into a whore uh, for Christmas, or every business has at least, anyway. Um, if uh, And then, I guess, for my topic, just limit what you put on the internet, because you can't guarantee any business or government agency to keep your data safe. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens from uh, these hacks whether there's anything that um, materializes in the news who knows it could all happen covertly could be a whole bunch of um, covert blackmail campaigns from foreign agencies saying we know all this bad stuff about you United States do this or we'll leak it so who mm. knows what will happen in the next few months uh, they might just sit on it like they have been for months like they, the vulnerability only got discovered um and then just to wrap things up with your topic jade if you're a mall santa good on you mate that's a it's a commendable job to do i can only imagine the amount of little shits you've got to deal with but if someone comes up and wants a gun for christmas it's not your place to say nah no guns you, you, just, <laughs> you, just, just... You, you just say some comment like oh well i hope you've been good enough to de deserve one and then uh you send a nod to the parents to say they know how good you've been let's see what they say or something like that don't police what gifts kids want and it's like nerf guns it's just so silly like i want to know it's probably too late to this, but I want to know what media that Santa's consuming, like what websites and Facebook pages he subscribed to that he thinks that that's an okay thing to say. Um, probably the New Zealand Labour government Facebook page or website. 
They're pretty, <laughs> they're pretty against guns. Mm. I mean, they're probably they're probably all for Nerf guns though. They'd probably rather <laughs> give up. They'd rather give our police Nerf guns and real ones. Um, yeah, nah. Enjoyed my time here uh, this afternoon. I think have, we've got, have one, we got more. one more. Yeah, I was gonna say we've got one more in the books next week. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to signing off for the year. Yeah, we we both deserve a break. It has been a year where we've worked really really hard the both of us so just for me to wrap up i'd just say um yeah you know similar to what you said simon around protecting your data and not posting much online i'd, I'd also encourage people to think about the fact that self-hosting data is actually a thing we we don't necessarily need to entrust all our data to these big server farms and services they are very agile they are very quick to spin up and make it can even make a lot of economic sense to use these server farms and third-party services but if you didn't know you you don't need to run with microsoft azure or whatever the other guys are using you know amazon Amazon Cloud and things like that. You don't actually need to use that. So, if you're interested, if you're starting to get tin foil heady like I am, self-hosting servers is a real thing. I wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, physically put a server in my house, but I, I license a barebone server for my own use and then build it from the ground up, so I know exactly. Uh, the individual process is running. In terms of Christmas, you you know, this is about the children. I, I think we've wildly perverted it into something very commercial, as we've uh, discussed many times, and, and I just hope that, like, uh, many families, they, they remember that the purpose of Christmas is to celebrate life itself and potentially freedom. Uh, but for now guys thank you for being part of the channel thank you for being part of the journey please stay awesome and we'll see you guys in the next one boom love it